Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. I am coming to you after the Daniel Miller event. It is Wednesday, the 15th of February. This is episode 356 of the numbered episodes, that is. And we're just going to do a nice, short, informal <clears throat> follow-up episode. So, for those of you who have been following along, you know that uh, I'm a big fan of the concept of getting Texit on the ballot. I'm totally cool with the fact that some of you don't support it. I'm actually quite supportive of those of you that have questions about the situation, how would this play out, you're concerned. Hey, that's appropriate, and you should follow up on that. I did provide you that opportunity in McKinney last night. Um, I can tell you that an opportunity is going to be going down in Waxahachie tomorrow night. That's Thursday night. So you should go check it out or you could just buy the book, you know, text it. Um, but those of you that are afraid, I, I'm, I'm not really sure what I can tell you that's going to change your mind. And quite frankly, we should never be led by the timid. So you need to figure it out. For your own sake, for for your own understanding, and if you choose to get on board with a way to preserve liberty in our lifetime, a way to change the status quo, then I'd love to have you join us. And if you don't, that's okay too. This is still these United States of America, and you, quite frankly, are encouraged and allowed to have a difference of opinion. And while we're on the topic of a difference of opinion, it seems to me that uh, we just can't seem to get past, you see how I have buffered that multiple times with the word seem, Yeah, we can't get past the idea that people have differences of opinion. So, look, I'm perfectly okay with the concept that there are people out there that thinking by stealing from somebody else and giving it to yet another person, they're somehow fixing something. That they're gaining equity, equality of outcome, uh, making up for past wrongs. Uh, Whatever their motivation is, I'm okay with the fact that people think that's a thing or that it's a good thing. That only requires them to reject history, reject any past occurrences where this has been attempted, and quite frankly, not pay attention to human nature. But if they want to think that, I will be kind, generous, and immediately dismiss them as a serious thinker. But there's no reason to be rude or mistreat them or anyone else for that matter. But what I find interesting is there are those people out there that actively work to make sure that people that they disagree with don't get to speak. They're not afforded the opportunity to take advantage of the soapbox. That they're actively going out and seeking to, quote, cancel people. I think that's in diametric opposition to the founding principles of this country. The ideas coming out of both the Reformation and the Renaissance, right? 
The idea that you could have a difference of opinion, the idea that you could think differently or or look at something and understand it in a different way. That doesn't negate the idea that there's objective truth. It doesn't say that that there aren't things that are directly right or wrong or up or down. It just says that perhaps there are things that could be interpreted or understood a different way by somebody else. And while they may be wrong in our minds, there is some leeway, there is some grace to where your understanding could be something else. Now, that's not common, honestly. I I think it's probably more of an exception to the rule when you look at things. But when you look at a historical context of something, I could see where if you have incomplete information or if you have information that you weigh more heavily than the other, you could come up with a difference of opinion or a different idea of what something else means. But in the today's day and age, in the objective observation of what's going on, that's much more difficult to wrap my head around. If you give somebody a thermometer and you pull it out of their mouth and their temperature states is 102 degrees Fahrenheit, there's really not a debate. They have a fever. Now you can be in the discussion as what's causing the fever. What would you do to treat the fever? What's the best course of action in treating whatever is causing the fever? But objectively, you cannot say, well, he doesn't have a fever. You cannot reject the idea that 102 degrees Fahrenheit in a human body is not a fever. So I I think that's where we're at today, right? I think people are taking things that are clearly objective, clearly have a correct answer, and conflating that with things that are open to interpretation. And then when you push back or when you have, when you're one of those people that does have a different idea, when they conflate it as that, they get upset. They get a little angry. They press. The other thing that I see, and I've talked about this before in previous episodes, people project, right? So people feel something or behave a certain way and they automatically assume that you must be the same as them and they project their bad behavior, their bad action, whatever it may be upon you. They're assuming you're just like them. They're assuming that you are them. And when they have hateful thoughts, when they have hateful behaviors, they assume that you're acting in the same way. We see this most often played out in the uh, alphabet situation, right? And every pastor under the sun feels the need to say, well, we love these people. You know, we, we treat them as humans, the Imago Day, and all this other stuff. But we believe that it's sinful behavior. And they really need, they need to understand that. And, you know, we want to bring them to that understanding. All the while, by soft peddling this and rejecting it, they feel no problem preaching on politics. Some of them. They feel no problem telling you that if you don't support this progressive policy or this redemptive action as defined by another progressive, that you're the problem. If you uphold a objective standard of right and wrong or a biblical view of something, you're the problem. And it's not just in churches. I mean, it's just across the board. And I have to ask myself, how did we get to this? How did they infest and ruin the education system. 
the the uh, religious system. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that all inclusive term there. How was it they were so successful in upending and turning everything inside out? Well, I'm gonna tell you. They've been at it for over a hundred years. They've made a concerted effort, specifically in a certain targeted areas for over sixty years. And the idea that people just didn't pay attention is not lost on me. The idea that people would rather not fight or not argue or don't want conflict is why they got away with it. There are certain things worth raising your voice over. There are certain things getting upset about. There are certain things worth pushing back on. And there ultimately are things worth committing acts of violence over. Everybody has a different line. Everybody has a different understanding of where that is. But at a certain point, <clears throat> you have to react. You have to push back. I mean, I don't think anybody out there would say, well, when they're collecting you in cattle cars, you should just go along and not question anything and, and behave as if they're the correct governing body. You know, Romans 13, 1 Peter 2, that kind of thing, right? No, I don't think anybody actually believes that. I think at that point, they would even say it is your duty to resist these same people I'm speaking of. Yet, we teach that the worst thing you can do is resist. And we as a culture, I should say, the worst thing you could do is have conflict. Unless, of course, you hold to a biblical understanding of some things or you're, I guess, referred to as a conservative. If you believe in the founding fathers having a vision for this country, you are the problem. You need to be dealt with. And quite frankly, anything that happens to you is wholly appropriate and should should happen. You deserve it. So that's that's the world we find ourselves in. And, well, let me give you a direct example. Some of you may know I have a friend in town here. And uh, one of his biggest priorities is protecting children. And I got to admire the guy. He goes out there and he, he does what he can to do the, do the job, to make sure that people know what's going on under the auspices of protecting the children. Now, it used to be that was something we all agreed on, right, left, center, whatever. We all agreed the children should be project, or protected. Excuse me. <laughs> but those projecting their own negative attitudes or their own abuse on those children to other people is what we live under now. So case in point, my friend is routinely under assault for hating people, whether they're alphabet or not. He's routinely under assault for various other things. It's even gone so far as personal attacks. Now, it used to be in politics, especially this kind of hands off. You don't go after a guy's spouse, his wife, right? You, you don't talk about his kids. If you want to go personal, you can attack him all day long because he's the candidate or he's the activist or he's the one that's involved. And that was kind of like, well, you know, we're going to roll our eyes or a little bit, but it was understood. It's part of the game, but you don't go after the family. But that's not the world we live in apparently right now, because unfortunately, aside from trying to limit access to speaking, it, Aside from trying to close off opportunities, aside from threatening businesses to that might have hosted him to come to speak, no, no, we are now going to go after family. So 
well, I don't want to give this guy any credit. I will just call him the Tin Man. So Tin Man, in actual fact, probably has more in common with the uh, Scarecrow. Or maybe we could just say he has attributes of both the Tin Man and the Scarecrow. But when I call him the Tin Man, if you try really hard, you can figure out who I'm talking about. So the Tin Man has crossed a few lines. The Tin Man (laughs) encourages threatening behavior. The Tin Man doesn't know the boundaries of of gamemanship, of of politics, right? And, And I get that when you're a leftist, when you're when you're a little unhinged, you do that. But the same guy projects thoughts and behavior on my friend that quite frankly aren't true. There's no evidence to suggest it. But what there is, is evidence to suggest that he in fact is abusing his own children. He in fact is damaging permanently his own children. He in fact is more concerned about having the means to destroy an entire generation of young people rather than face the fact that he's the problem, he blames somebody else. He blames somebody else for standing up for those children. And I I just kind of at a loss why anybody goes along with this. What's ironic to me myself is this same guy is proud of the fact that he costs the school district money. The same guy is proud of the fact that he uh, caused damage to a lot of families. The same guy is proud of the fact that he gets to do all this stuff with impunity because we on the right, we that are conservatives, we that are Christians, aren't going to act in the same way that he acts. And I'm going to be clear, I am not calling for any kinetic action I don't think that anybody should do anything to this guy. I think we should just allow him to continue to do what he's doing. And we should all ignore him. We should all remember that crazy's going to crazy. And anybody that would give credence to the Tin Man is suspect. Anybody that would seek his support and approval is suspect. Anybody that he works with and helps is suspect. You, and if you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to at least do that little thing, perhaps the reason we're at where we're at, right, is your fault. You're the people that are complacent. You're the people that refuse to call a spade a spade. You're the person that is afraid of conflict. And you wonder how we got where we're at. Go look in a mirror. Because I'm telling you, that's where we're at. So word to the wise, you cannot win a battle of rhetoric with somebody that is unhinged. You can't reason with somebody that has lost all reason. You can't expect somebody to understand something when understanding is never a goal or a desire. No, you can't act in the same way, though it's very tempting. You can't go kinetic, even though maybe, unfortunately, at some point that may be the reasonable response. See, when somebody threatens you, when they when they put you in a situation where you feel your life is in danger, the only logical conclusion is I must defend myself. But I want to point out that sometimes you're being set up. 
Sometimes the deck is stacked against you, and you need to be aware of that. So, all I can say is, don't lose sleep. Don't lose heart, my friends. We are making a difference. My friend has done an excellent job stirring the pot, and I'm happy to call him a friend. I'm happy to have him on my team, and I'm happy to be on his team. And every member of the team is not the same person. Every member does something different. Every member... uh, works for the same general goals. It is not my job to police him or anyone else on my team, nor is it their job to police me. Now, occasionally, as Christian brothers, we need to hold each other accountable. Occasionally, maybe we need to have a conversation about, you don't cross that line. And I'm not referring to myself and my friend. I'm just saying in general. I'm acknowledging there are times and places that perhaps it's appropriate to step in. But we're nowhere near that. But ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind as we're we're going into the municipal election season, when you see unhinged individuals, when you see people that really have no reason, you should pay attention to who they support. You should pay attention to who they endorse. You should pay attention to who they work with. And you should be wise and think to yourself, Yeah, maybe that person's not the best person to represent us. Maybe that person really is suspect. I mean, that seems only fair and appropriate since that same side feels the need to throw all of us under the bus at any given time and make make the mistake of suggesting that because somebody works together that they're 100% in lockstep. I'll give you an example. I'm sure there's a guy out there somewhere that is a Muslim. And I'm sure he and I would agree on a whole lot of political stuff. Because, you know, Muslims are typically socially conservative. And I may be so inclined, depending on the situation, to work with and support this guy in something that he's working on or trying to do. So in that sense, at that time, he would be on my team. But I'm also fairly certain that that Muslim guy doesn't really care what my Christian self thinks about those things. I'm also very certain that that would not go well if we were to have a discussion where I tell him why I think he's wrong and he turns me to me and says, well, that's fine, but I think you're wrong about this. Sometimes you just agree to let those things set aside. So that is a plausible reason why somebody might work with somebody that they otherwise disagree with, right? But at no time in that scenario did I tell you that I think that same Muslim guy is unhinged or lacking reason or mm, makes irrational behavioral actions noticed by many to dissuade my involvement. See, I, I believe and I act on the idea that I will work with anybody to a common goal. I'll set aside differences to accomplish a task. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to necessarily ask that person to sacrifice all their principles, nor should they be asking me the same thing. Likewise, when we work to get people elected, if they're at least honest about what their principles are and honest about what they're going to do once they're elected... And we just 
agree to disagree on something, I can't hold them at fault for not doing something that they said they were never going to do, or in fact, for doing something they said they were going to do. But the problem is the vast majority of the people that we get elected lie to us, or at least shade the truth enough that we're not really sure. So again, sometimes you can figure out where these people are coming from by who they spend their time associating with. It's kind of the whole guilt by association only under this idea, we're not painting them guilty. We're not punishing them. We're not going to seek to rub them out. No, we're just going to seek to not further empower them. We're not going to encourage and ratify their behavior. There's a big difference there. Oh, and one last thing. Uh, looking forward to coming back tomorrow. Uh, we've got a couple little, uh, things I'm going to talk about and see where that goes. And, uh, then you know what it'll be. It'll be Thursday. And that just means the following day will be Friday. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm keeping it short tonight. I hope you followed along. I hope you found it interesting, maybe a little entertaining, hopefully informative. And if you'll do me a favor, if you'll go to your podcatcher and follow the show or subscribe, if you'll go to the social media and follow that, those are big, big helps. Now, if you feel particularly inclined today, you can go out and comment either on social media or actually on that podcatcher. There's usually a place you can put your comments. And if you're feeling particularly froggy today, why don't you go and rate the show? Everything helps. I mean, even a bad rating is not a bad thing, but what I would particularly enjoy is constructive criticism. (laughs) I got a little last night. And hey, you got to take it in stride and you look to always improve. So with that, I will see you on the other side.